Happy Sabbath, everyone. Is this on? Is this on? Yeah, you guys can hear me? Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey, do you, do you guys like um, Jackie Chan? <laughs> A random question. You guys like Jackie Chan? Yeah, you guys know who it is? Younger kids, do you guys know who Jackie Chan is? Yeah? Okay. So there's a movie uh, by Jackie Chan. Oh, this is very loud now. Uh, the movie is called Who Am I? Okay. Uh, any, any of you guys watch this movie? Oh, you watch it? Right. Basically, the story is he's like a... He basically wakes up in the middle of the jungle, lost his memory, has no idea who he is. So he finds his way back. I forgot where he goes back. Somehow he goes back to city. And then he's trying to figure out who he is, but all these people are actually trying to come and kill him. And then, like, he, like, starts fighting them out of, like, self-defense, and he realizes he's, like, really good at uh, fighting. Oh, hey, I think, um, what's that, Bourne? Jason Bourne? That movie is from, I think they stole it from this. Okay, anyways, there, there actually comes a point, I, I vividly remember this, like, he gets so frustrated. Even though he's, like, beating up everybody, he's so frustrated that he doesn't know who he is. He's so frustrated that all these people are trying to kill him, even though he has no idea who he is. But everybody seems to know him. But he has no idea who he is, and he's so frustrated. He goes, he beats up everybody, goes to top of, like, this parking lot or this building, and he just starts yelling, Who am I? And that's why the movie, uh, the title is called Who Am I? Okay, and he just starts yelling, who am I? Who am I? It's really actually funny because uh, I watched it like dubbed. So it's like in Chinese, but then like it's in English. So he's like saying like, who am I in Chinese, but then it doesn't match the English. So anyways, it's really funny. Um, so I have, a, I have two uh, questions for you guys. Okay. Uh, we're going to start a new series, and uh, these questions are going to be quite important. Question number one. Okay. If I ask you, who are you? Okay, how would you answer? You don't have to shout it out loud. If I asked you, okay, who do you think you are? Or how would you describe who you are? How would you answer? Okay. Some of you, you would say, I am a... And then you would probably put a career. Some of you, you would say, I am, and then you would say a relationship. Someone's mom, someone's dad, someone's daughter, son. But what would happen if you said career, I am this, I'm a student, I'm, I'm this. What would happen if you're no longer that thing anymore? Then who are you? Right? Or let's say, if you're someone's mom or dad or daughter, what if they disappeared? Then who are you? Equal, very difficult question, okay? One more. I have one more for you guys. And for some of you, this question might be even harder for you. Uh, if you think you know who you are, okay, second question I have for you is, do you like who you are? Do you like yourself? Do you like your personality? Do you like your character? Do you like the way you look? Do you, okay, 
Do you like yourself? Uh, these are two of the questions that we're going to hopefully try to uh, answer. And hopefully you have a better idea of this by the end of this series. Uh, the series, I'm going to show you guys a cool like intro video. Okay, If I can find my clicker. I always lose my clicker. Okay, clicker. Okay, is you are... Oh, cool sound, huh? Okay, you are known. It, it's okay. It's not too long. It's going to end soon. <laughs> okay, so the series uh, is called You Are Known. Okay, not unknown, but that you are actually known. Okay, I, and this wording, it's going to be two different type of meaning. One is, okay, I think a lot of you, including myself, we don't know ourselves very well. So... Hopefully, through this series, you understand yourself better. But also, secondly, that you also recognize that you are known by God as well. Okay? All right. Um, today, as uh, Joanne read for us, we're going to be basing our... This is going to be kind of like an introduction to our whole series. Uh, but three things that we're going to get from Genesis 3. Number one, it's going to tell us how we have lost ourselves or lost our identity. Number two, we're going to see how we try to cover ourselves or try to re-find ourselves, but how it never works. And number three, how we can truly know ourselves or to be covered. Okay. So uh, Joanne read for us. Uh, some of you, most of you guys are probably very familiar with this text. This is when Adam and Eve, this is when sin enters into the world. Okay. And it's really, really interesting right here. First verse we're going to look at, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God. And he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. Uh, people say that this is one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Why? Because before that, they actually had relationship with God. There was no fear. All of a sudden, they hear, they just, they hear the footstep of God. And what do they do? They hide. It's a very, very sad passage. But the Lord called, Lord God calls to the man and says, where are you? Now, this is one of the things that we have to recognize with Christianity and with the biblical God. God, you see, God doesn't come in and says, Adam and Eve, what's wrong with you guys? Nor does he say, I have given you everything, all of these things, and look what a mess you have made, right? Instead, we see God who actually enters into this wreckage or a bomb site, and he's actually looking for them. He sees wreckage. He sees brokenness. He sees them being fully, fully aware and fearful, but Jesus comes in, or God comes in and actually says, where are you? This is the beauty of Christianity, okay? We have to understand Christianity is not this like, okay, like God is hiding somewhere. And we're going to do all that we can to try to look for God. Like God is hiding somewhere. It's like, God, why are you making it so hard? Right? Like, I got to pray. I got to read the Bible. I got I to gotta do all this stuff. Like, I got to jump loops to get to you. 
And that's how we feel sometimes. But Christianity actually says, no, 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 no. Don't you understand? It's always God who's searching for you. Even before that you started searching for God, Christianity says, no, I search for you. So if you even have the desire to search for God, it's because you understand that God has actually searched for you first. So it's not this, I'm going to make myself perfect, or I'm going to jump through loops, then I'm going to find God, but it's actually the opposite. In our brokenness, in wreckage, in our mess, in a bombsite where everything is blown apart, God actually says, where are you guys? Where are you guys? This is what Matt Chandler says. God has seen our unloveliness, the deep brokenness and rebellion in our heart. And instead of withdrawing, instead of going away, right? We, if we saw a bum site, we run away. We see flaws in people, we run away. We say that kind of toxic relationship, get away from that. Run away from that. Instead, he withdraws, he pursues us to the very end. Again, that's the beauty of Christianity. He sees our brokenness. He sees us for who we really are. He sees the ugliness, but he still, instead of withdrawing, he actually pursues. And that's the beauty, okay? Um, let's continue on. He says, where are you? And their answer is this. Adam answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And God says, who told you that you were naked? Okay. God says, where are you guys hiding? I want to spend time with you. Where are you hiding? They say, uh, we can't. We can't hang out today. Why? I'm naked. But the problem is, God basically says, you are always naked, fools. Okay? It's not like sin happened and all of a sudden like you were stripped of all your clothes. No, it, it actually tells us in Genesis 2, Adam and his wife, Eve, were both naked and they felt no shame. So it's not that all of a sudden, like they were fully clothed and all of a sudden they were ripped apart. No, they were always naked. But now, what happens? There's shame and nakedness. What this tells us as human beings is before sin, nakedness always meant to be known or to be fully known or to be fully loved. And we were okay with that. But now that nakedness comes in, now what do we do? Nakedness now for us is vulnerability. Now we cannot show our nakedness anymore. Okay, for example, have you guys ever had a case where um, like you're talking on the phone and you maybe became very like angry or you said something harsh, but you thought like nobody was around you. But then you realize one of the church members actually overheard you. And what do you do? You feel exposed. You feel naked. You feel what? Vulnerable. You feel exposed. Why is that? Why is it? You see, this is exactly what happened before. They were so secure in love 
that they, they, even if they ran around naked, they were totally fine with that. And now, because of sin enters into the world, what happens? Now we have to hide. Now we can't show ourselves truly. Why? Because now we believe we cannot be loved in our nakedness. So what do we do? We hide. Okay, we cover. We blame. Because we believe deep down inside that nobody, nobody can love me for who I am. Nobody. Okay? The only way people are going to love me is if I am somebody. Okay? If I have certain career, if I am in a certain relationship, if I have certain stuff, okay? I got to come clothed. I can come, I cannot come naked. I got to clothe myself. And that's exactly what Adam and Eve are doing, right? They're putting fig leaves. They're hiding because they say, God, I don't think you're going to love me like this. Let me put some stuff on. Let me, like, like I can't do praise. Or I can't, I can't help the church. I, I, I got to do stuff first. I got to pray a little bit more first. Then I'm good enough to do stuff. I'm good enough to call myself Christian. I can't tell my friends I'm a Christian with the things that I'm doing or the way I treat people. I got to first be good. Then I can show up in front of God. Again, this is why many people who read Genesis 2, 3, they say this is the saddest verse. Because Adam and Eve... No fear of God. They're jumping around naked. No problem. But now there is fear. And that's within all of us. This fear of, I have to cover. I have to hide. I have to blame. And it makes sense. Why? Because if you actually see one of the first things Adam does to his wife after sin comes in, what does he do? He throws her under the table, uh, under the under the bus. You see what he does? The man says, "Well, the reason why I ate the fruit is because of the woman uh, that you put." So he actually throws two people under the bus. He throws Eve under the bus. He throws God under the bus as well. He says, "You see, this is why I'm naked." You see, this is what we we do to each other, right? We use people's vulnerability. We use people's trust. And that's why, again, some of us, it's so hard. We, we put on a shield and we don't get close to people. Why? Because we've been hurt. We've shown our naked, little parts of our nakedness before to our friends, our loved one, even maybe our spouses, our parents. And sometimes they've used that against us. This is where we uh, get to our enneagram. Okay, and we're going to be using this. We're going to see how we use enneagram, okay, or how we use our personalities to cover, hide, and blame. Okay, enneagram says, you see, all of us, we're naked. All of us realize we're vulnerable. So we have to cover ourselves somehow. And one of the ways we do it is through our personalities. 
Enneagram says there's nine different types of personalities, and these are nine different ways we try to cover ourselves to say, I'm no longer scared. Or, I'm, I can be loved again. Okay, let's go over some of them. Number one. And by the way, these are not in like, like type one. It's, it's not in order if you guys do know Enneagram. Number one is be tough and never show your weakness. They say this is the only, re the only way I can be loved is I have to toughen up. I have to show them that I'm stronger than everybody else. Number two, merge with others and just blend in. You just blend in with everybody else. No conflict, no nothing. Just blend in with everybody so that I don't, I don't like stand out so I could be loved. No one notices me. Number three, be perfect and never show flaws. Okay? I'm never going to show mistakes. That's the only way I can be loved if I'm perfect. I'm going to be, number four, be helpful and cheerful. The only way I'm going to be loved is if I help other people. Then I'm worth something. Then I'm useful. Number, four, number five, I'm going to be successful and be effective. The more that I do, the more uh, productivity I show, you see, I'm worth it. You need to love me. This is who I am. Next, be unique to show that you exist. Okay? Look what a great person I am. Look how different I am. Look at me. I'm different. Gather as much information as possible. Okay? I'm smart now. I know what I'm talking about. I feel better. I feel safe now that I'm surrounded by information. Think and plan for security. They say, the only way I'm going to feel secure, the only way I'm going to feel loved, I have to plan it out. Next, last one, have fun and never look back. Okay? I'm just going to look for fun, fun, fun activities. And I'm not going to worry about this identity thing at all. Okay? Can you resonate with some of these things? So Enneagram says every single one of us, we are operated and we try to cover our nakedness with one of these things. Okay? Now, you might be thinking, Pastor, how do I actually know which one I'm using? Of course, we could be using multiple one of these as well. So uh, I'm going to give you guys this at the end of, end of, uh, end of worship. Okay? We have a test. Okay? It's quite long. Okay? It's quite extensive. Okay? It's because... Uh, the shorter it is, it's harder. But it's going to be about, oh, that, it is long, 180 questions. You can find a, a um, shorter one on, on the internet as well. Uh, but I don't think it's as uh, comprehensive. I think this is much better. But if you want to do the internet one, you can do it as well. Okay? So this will actually show you okay, how you are covering yourself up, how you get your energy, but at the same time how you're hurting yourself as well. So what we're going to do is, uh, today is just more of the inter in, uh, introduction, but this week I want you to go home and actually try it out, okay? do the test okay? with your spouse, mom, parent, do, do it with everybody. And then next week we're going to actually start going over them one by one. And we're going to see some of the Bible characters that has the same fake, you know, fake fig leaves that you do and try to see how God actually spoke to them.
basically how God is trying to speak to all of you guys. Okay? Because, you know, you know you're going to realize sooner or later that, um, is this my tip? Like, this is not going to work. Right? The problem is, it works, it works to a certain extent. Like some of us, again, we feel really good when we do these things. And that's why we keep doing it, because we feel like this is the only way we can be loved. The problem is, it never really satisfies our soul. Because you know what happens? I'm going to read these. What happens is, some of you guys, what happens is, as you're doing this, okay, you actually become more anxious as you do this. Some of you guys, you actually uh, become more restless. Especially if you're uh, five over there, you're going to actually become more restless. Okay, some of you guys, you're going to just become more cold-hearted. Some of you, you become more disillusioned. Some of you, you become more depressed, more isolated, more manipulative, more critical, and more misunderstood. The problem with this is, okay, is it, it's never enough, right? And it never satisfies the deepest longing of your soul. Because inside, deep down inside, we know that it's just a mask. We know what we really, really, really desire in the deepest part of our hearts is intimacy. And what that means is we want to be fully known for who we are and yet to be loved just as we are. That's what every single one of us here wants. We want to be fully, fully known and yet fully loved for who we really are. Um, let me share a movie. Uh, it's from the, I don't know if any of you guys watched the movie Wonder. It's in, it, it, it was made pretty recently, 2017. And basically, uh, it, it tells of, uh, uh, I don't know how old, maybe third grade or fourth grade, Augie Pullman. And basically, Augie, he had some kind of, um, like, uh, I, I forgot the movie, so. But basically, like, some kind of accident, I believe, or he was born like that. I'm not sure. But he has a very ugly face. Okay? He has a kind of, like, an alien-looking face. Okay? And he's trying to, he was homeschooled because of his face. But now he's, the movie is all about him trying to, like, gather, muster strength and courage to actually go back, to uh, actually go to school and to interact with his kids. And the difficulties of that. Uh, there's this one case where he, he's just like, Mom, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm ugly. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. And the mom actually says, Augie, you're not ugly. Okay? You're not ugly. Anyone who cares about you okay, will actually know that. Okay? You're not ugly. And Augie says, well, you're only saying that because you're my mom. And Julia Roberts, who's the mom, she says, because I am your mom, it counts the most. Why? Because I know you the most. Why does that touch your heart? Why does that touch my heart? Because that's exactly what we want to hear. I know you. You don't have to hide anymore. I know deepest part of you. And I still love you. 
I still care about you. I will still search for you. That's exactly what all of us, all of us desire to hear deep down inside, even if you're not aware of it. And this is exactly what Genesis 3 is telling us, is in your brokenness, in your wreckage, I am coming to look for you. Let me just tell you what's going to happen, okay? While you guys are taking your test, some of you guys, okay, you guys are be, you guys, okay, you guys might have different, like, two different feelings. Some of you guys might be really excited. You're like, yeah, personality test. Like, I want to know who I am. I want to know why I'm doing these things. But as you're doing it, some of you, you might be like, oh, this is exciting. But some of you, you might get extremely afraid. Okay, because for the first time, some of you, you might actually see, oh, shoot. Like, I never knew this about myself. Like, oh, shoot. Like, this is who actually I am. I'm actually worse than I expected. And it's very, very scary. And some of you guys, after you tell me your Enneagram number, okay, every time I talk to you, you're going to feel exposed. Okay? Every, everybody I do this with, most of, uh, not everybody, but most of the people, they're like, how did you know that? Like, they feel so exposed. Why? Because, again, I'm basically saying, I know how you operate now. I know what kind of clothes you're wearing. Okay? I know these are, you're covering, and this is how you're trying to hide or cover or blame. But I always tell them, no. You see, I can still accept you and I can still love you. Again, there's so much power in that. Okay, so hopefully, I know again, once again, this might be very, very scary for you guys, but to know that it's going to end well. Okay, it's going to end very, very well. If you hear the voice of God, it always ends well. So let's see how this actually ends. All right, so we see how we try to cover ourselves through Enneagram, but it doesn't work. Now, let's see the answer. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. They say, scholars say, Genesis 3 is one of the saddest verses in the Bible, like I shared, but this verse is one of the most hopeful. And this is the most beautiful verse in the Bible, they say. Why? A couple of things. Number one, again, we have to see God not as someone who's going to use our weakness or try to find ways to ridicule us or condemn us or judge us. Again, that's what we always think. Why? Because we know that we have done wrong and we're, in, we're, we're scared. And so we come in front of God and we're like, God will never accept me for who I am He's only going to judge me and condemn me. But what do we see here? We actually see God who says, you think your fig leaves are working? No, no, no. Let me actually clothe you. So we're going to use Enneagram, again, to see what kind of clothes you're wearing. And we're going to use Enneagram to actually say, this is exactly what you need to hear from God. Because all of us, because we're wearing different types of clothes, and we're hiding ourselves differently, we need to hear different things from God. Okay? For some of you guys, what you need to hear is, 
it's okay if you're not strong enough. Okay? It's okay if you're not. It, it's okay to show your weakness. That's what you need to hear, some of you. Okay? Some of you, what you need to hear is, hey, you are heard. You are extremely valuable. You matter. And that's what you need to hear. Or some of you guys, you need to hear, hey, I'm not out to get you. You don't have to be perfect. Okay? I got you. It's okay. For some of you guys, what you need to hear is the same thing Martha hears, which is, hey, it's okay. Okay? You don't have to run around. Okay? Be helpful to everybody. It's okay. Just choose me. Just be with me. Stay with me. Okay? For some of you guys, you need to, what you need to hear is, hey, nothing's missing in your life. Nothing's missing. You're okay. Okay? For some of you guys, what you need to hear is, hey, you don't have to, you can, I know this world is scary. I know that you're hiding, but you don't have to hide anymore. Okay? I'm going to give you the power for you to actually be able to handle what goes on in this world. For some of you guys, what you need to hear is, hey, it's going to, the ending is going to be okay. This world is a scary place. You never know what's going to happen, but it's going to end well. Okay, what some of you guys need to hear is, hey, stop running away. I know that you feel like adventures and all of these things are so fun and you could run away, but you can't. Okay, you can actually address some of these things. You see, all of us, some of you guys, depending on which phrase, uh, phrases I use, it's going to hit you more for you. Why? Because, again, all of us, we're wearing different types of clothes. We're hiding ourselves differently. But what we need to ultimately hear from God is, this is not enough. This will never suffice. Okay? What we need to hear instead is, I will cover you. Okay? I will cover you. But this is the most beautiful thing. Okay? This, is not really, this is not only beautiful because Jesus, God is saying, I'm willing to cover you. But this is really, really, truly beautiful if you understand what it actually takes to cover you. Do you see what it says here? It says garment of skin. Okay? What that means is there had to be some kind of death. What I'm trying to say is it's not like God says, hey, come here. Come here, uh, lamb. Okay, take off your clothes. Take off your fur. Okay, bye. It doesn't say that. Okay? Or it's not like a deer came by and says, oh, take my skin, and it just left. What it actually tells us or eludes us is that this animal had to be sacrificed. This animal had to actually die. What I'm trying to say is, for God to cover us, it's not as easy as, okay, just put on my clothes. No. See, Jesus had to be stripped away for you to be clothed. Jesus had to lose it for you to gain it. Jesus had to become naked and vulnerable so that you don't have to become vulnerable and fearful in your nakedness anymore. See, Jesus actually takes on our nakedness so that we can be clothed in his righteousness. And that's the beauty of our Christian message. That's the beauty of the gospel. We're all naked, but we all want to be known. 
And God says, I know you this much. I know everything about you. I know all the stuff you think about. I know all the mistakes you've made. But I'm still willing to come chase after you and actually die for you. See, that's the only thing that's going to really truly free us. That's the only thing, even when we're naked and we feel vulnerable, that's the only thing that's going to give us power to actually come out and say, God, I can still be loved. So, challenge for you guys, do the test. If you're brave enough, if you're courageous enough, take the test. And then, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to see what you need to hear. Really quick question before we end. Okay. Do you think, okay, okay, what are some of the things that you use to cover yourself up? Uh, if you're a Christian, then how do you measure your Christianity? Do you say, I am a Christian because, of, because I do this, because I help with church, because I pray? You see, all of these things, even relig religi religiosity, it can just become a skin. And that's why you meet so many, like, you guys met unpleasant religious people before, right? And again, because it becomes skin. God is saying, get rid of all of these things. But first, identify what your skins are, how you're covering yourself up so that you can hear the voice of God saying, I'm going to cover you instead. So as we go into time of reflection, let's hear the voice of God.